0: You know, uh, talks just like, all right, whatever, go. You know, gives her the power, and she just busts out the building. And honestly, like, no, Corset, you you got to stop breaking windows. Come back. And then it's like when she ends up going to or whatever, Corset just like completely got her ass kicked. Whatever. They go back to the restaurant, and then Corset gives a breakdown of what happened. And little animation. <laughs> yes, it's like little, it's like old school like cartoon animation you would see like back in like the fifties or something, explaining step by step of what happened. And she's like, and then I realized there was too many, and there was no hope. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Anime Plus episode 52 Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whatever day you're watching or listening to this podcast. Uh, no Josh in studio this week. Josh is taking a break this week. All good. No harm, no foul. But I do have Zach here. Zach, buddy, how you feeling this uh, wonderful Thursday?
1: Doing good. Can't complain. I
0: had to fact check in my head real quick, make sure that it was Thursday. I kind of forgot for some reason already that's what happens but you know it is what it is uh, so we got a lot, we got some good stuff to talk about for this episode because uh the first batch of you know fall anime is here we got a few more shows that are coming out here soon you know Demon Slayer kicks off on Sunday I believe is when it is uh and there are I think one or two others that we kind of have our eye on
1: yeah and actually for anyone who hasn't seen it yet on Crunchyroll and I'm pretty sure Funimation as well as of this past Saturday, Mugen Trays now on there.
0: I did see that I kind of wanted to maybe you know rewatch it just for the fun of it uh, I did yeah that, I thought that was pretty dope I did see that one of the series that I kind of wanted to check out Tesla Note is Funimation only so okay I don't, know, I don't know if I'm going to end up watching that one. We'll see. I think I know one person with a Funimation account, so I may hit them up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we have multiple shows here to kind of give our thoughts on. Uh, multiple first episodes with, like, Digimon Ghost Game, Move Love, Alternative, uh, Talk Op Destiny, Platinum End, and then the first episode of Season 2 of 86. Looking forward to that. Uh, with Josh here, no One Piece this week, of course. And we also have the finale for Eden's Zero Episode 25.
1: But you know what we do have? What's up? The continued story of Yasuhime. Did you watch that? Yeah, I did.
0: I forgot. That, I told that you did. I
1: was going to do I like for- at least the first three episodes and see where this goes. I
0: forgot that it, that came out. I'm going to be completely honest. So. I mean,
1: a lot of people did because on Crunchyroll, at least first season, it stayed above Dragon Quest Die this time. It fell between under die real quick.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, we got Yasha Hime for this episode then. I completely forgot about Yasha Hime. Uh, but if you could, go follow us on Twitter at Animan Podcast. We greatly appreciate that. So you can also check out our other podcasts like Lighthearted Gamers, Terrible Football Show, and a new one that the first episode still has not come out yet. It'll probably be out on Friday talking about movies and stuff. First episode was for Venom Let There Be Carnage. I wanted to get it out Wednesday, but I had stuff come up and I just haven't got it out yet. Uh, so look forward to talking about movies and stuff. That's gonna be a good time. And last, if you want to support us further, Patreon's a great way to do so. And uh, hey, shout out to uh, Andy, our tier one patron. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate. Oh, you. we
1: actually have a patron again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Shout out, Andy. Thank you. Appreciate you, tier one patron. Uh, patron is a great. A Patreon is a great way to support us. Uh, but you know, you can always just be a friend, tell a friend that you're listening to the show, and we can call it good there. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get into it. Uh, before we do, though, actually, uh, Zach, you got anything you want to air out? Anything we want to talk about? Feeling good.
1: I mean, I do got stuff to air out, but it's very specifically for shows.
0: That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I did see that the Dragon Quest uh, composer did pass away. Unfortunately, I don't remember their age. It's my my fault. I'm a great host of the show. Uh, for some reason, the age of ninety is sticking out to me. I don't. I could be wrong on that.
1: <laughs> Would not be surprised by that.
0: Yep. So, a quick moment of silence. Press the button
1: this is what i've done most of the time but sure whatever cool hello everyone this is alex's press the button button
0: thank you moment of silence now moments passed you don't appreciate that unless you're watching on youtube YouTube youtube.com forward slash sparky three and even then
1: you still may not appreciate it and i'm with you fuck you you.
0: fuck you no Uh, everyone appreciates that okay i've heard nothing but glowing reviews about those from what your dogs no no that we have listeners that appreciate that throw up the sorry right now
1: who the heck appreciates that
0: i know jared does <laughs>
1: <laughs> jared hey. i love you buddy but
0: come on man don't be like that don't be like that all right um all right so we'll kick things off with some series that didn't necessarily uh stick with me i watched a couple of these uh i will first address boruto 218 I actually didn't watch the full episode.
1: Was the episode big rip because I started seeing animated versions of uh, yeah, it was, yeah, big rip.
0: Yeah, it's big rip, Tom. Uh, I didn't actually watch the full episode. I was busy um, at the 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 time when I was set down to watch it, so I literally just skipped to the the big rip part. I mean every I mean, I already knew everything obviously that happened in the episode, you know, Sasuke gets a giant fucking nerf. Very brutal little shot, though. I mean, it was brutal in the manga, but just seeing it in the anime of just getting a kunai straight in your eye and just super zoomed in on it. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, that's fucking terrible. But big nerf on Sasuke for that. But this was the big rip episode. Um, you know, a little fun fact for you. Uh, whenever we did the uh, top deaths in anime manga, we did reference this death. It's just like, well, you'll see it when you see it. If you know, you know. It'll come. Uh, Karama unfortunately, has passed uh you you do learn in this episode that the baron mode drained his life force not uh naruto's and it was it was that that whole ending segment of them two like what naruto thought was both them kind of saying their goodbye uh and then you know karama had to point out Nah, it's just me dog and then karama's like hey don't look at me in those eyes you're annoying (laughs) uh but i i will say there was a couple shots that i absolutely loved uh, the first shot was when Boruto, I mean Naruto, was still under the impression that they were both going to die, and he mm-hmm. kind of like turns around to Karama and he's talking to him, whatever. You know, Karama's looking at him, and in Karama's vision, it cycles through the different ages of Naruto. So it starts off as just a kid Naruto not not baby but kid naruto then it goes to the uh or you know the you know the season one naruto yeah. the and naruto the last version of naruto and then the hokage version and when it comes back to the hokage it's a shot of karama's eye and you see naruto's reflection in his eye looking at him beautiful little animation shot there that was absolutely perfect and then that's when karama was just like why don't we you know reminisce a little bit you know they just kind of talk and shooting the shit whatever and that's when karama lays it on him and uh dude it's an episode that make a grown man cry. Let me tell you. As Diaz said, you know, oh, shocker, I fucking cried. You know, that's basically that's basically how this episode was. And they, uh, you know, they changed out the uh, the uh, ending uh, video, the ending visuals, where it's just like, you know, Naruto through history of him using Karama. I mean, you got to see. Gotcha. Yeah, you got to see the opening bit of where Karama attacks the village, you know, from the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then you just get to see him, like, the first time he kind of uses it in season one. Uh, you get to see him like in the pain fight when he when they bump fists. I mean, it just goes through time of them of them fighting together, fighting each other, whatever the case is. Very emotional episode. Very very well done. And what's going to come next for Boruto in the anime? I don't fucking know. We'll see. Because <laughs> I saw a chart, I saw a viewer chart for the for Boruto that I thought was pretty funny and accurate. Yeah, where it's just like episode 1 viewer counts like here and it's like steadily kind of declining cuz i mean like it get fucking yeah. declined the first 10 episodes i thought were really good and then it just kind of kept going down and it's like boruto viewerships like this and it's like episodes 217 and 218 it's like whoop this shoots up it's probably going to come back down it More just depends than likely
1: i mean i figured it was going to be high for this point cuz we even referenced it, and i don't keep up with boruto at all yeah um so yeah going to be super sp- sad for people when they continue watching and then it doesn't continue
0: bingo bingo and uh you know big just this one episode man you get a you get a double nerf to like the two strongest shinobi in the world so yeah we'll see what happens from here boys because I'll even say we'll see what happens from here because obviously we don't know where the anime is gonna go from here and even in the manga I mean it's we're kind of in the same state they are just a couple of nerfed guys now and we you know we're still kind of doing like a build up in the manga because I mean even the manga this was like It's monthly, so that happened probably...
1: It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it really really wasn't. Because honestly, when I started seeing videos that were saying like goodbye Naruto and stuff, and I was like, we've already gone to that? I was like, that didn't even happen in the manga that long ago. Yeah, It was like at the beginning of this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, was probably like six months ago, six or seven months ago. So who knows where the the, um, anime is going to go from here. I mean, I know the next episode is still canon because it's them trying to figure out how to get back home. Since, you know, their their Uber ride that is Sasuke's eye is now nerfed and destroyed. So yeah. he, he can't take them home. So they're trying to figure that out. And then after that, it's just like, we're I guess we're going back to anime, canon, filler, whatever you want to call it. So,
1: I don't know. And then doesn't it, like in the very first episodes and pages of manga reference that both Naruto and Sasuke are dead?
0: It, uh, maybe. Maybe it, in the very first like shot of the manga and the anime where you see like an you know an adult Boruto and adult Kawaki and destroyed Hidden Leaf Village and they're fighting whatever, uh, Kawaki makes the reference. I'm gonna send you to the same place that I sent to Okage, so that makes that reference. And plus, with what Boruto is you know, kind of like what he's wearing. He's seen, you know, here, I mean, he, it, we've already seen in the anime and the manga, he, you know, he's already got Sasuke's headband, mm-hmm. you know, that's already been given to him. But in that shot, like adult Boruto puts on his headband, you know, it seems like he's wearing Sasuke's cloak. And it, if I remember correctly, he even had Sasuke's sword. So that's why I would probably assume they're both dead at this point.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure people already referenced it, but just me and seeing that image is Naruto watching his son slowly become an edge lord.
0: basically, <laughs> basically, um, but I mean, it, it was a good episode. If you haven't watched episodes two seventeen and two eighteen of Boruto, definitely should go give it a watch. This is when Boruto is at its finest. Uh, now I'll jump over and I'll talk about uh, these two episode first episodes real quick because they didn't really horribly stick out to me. Where I have like a bunch of notes to really dive into it. Uh, Digimon Ghost Game. I'll start there. Episode one. Newton- Before
1: you even start, because I watched the trailer for that. Okay. Is it just a digital or not, I guess I shouldn't say digital, but a spooky Mega Man? Accurate, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, so Digimon Ghost Game, this is their, like, first take on, like, the horror genre. That's even how it's built. Is that, That's how it's described as this is their first time really kind of touching into, into that aspect. And it, it was entertaining, and, you know, it's one of those things that I wasn't completely turned off by this or even Move Love Alternative. I'll give them both the second episode shot, but it's like it just didn't horribly grasp me and stick with me. Like, let's say Platinum Ended that I'll talk about here in a little bit. I watched that earlier today. Loved it. Um, but with Digimon Ghost Game with it being like you know how like in this first episode how they kind of take on like the horror genre is like there's like this myth whatever that uh, there is a uh, sewn lip man that come and takes your life or whatever takes your time away they're referencing Clockmon that's who it is so Clockmon is a is a hologram and it's like you go into this room whatever and it's like you ask a question you know it's like what time is it or something then he repeats like what time is it and you hear like a, you know like your phone go off and all of a sudden the time is freaking the fuck out like just completely least going super quickly and he'll basically come and literally suck your life out he doesn't kill you he just puts you to the point where your your entire time of your life is gone and you're just completely old and just bedridden basically and he does that to like three or four different people in this episode before you know he does get uh kind of shafted a little bit by our pro tags digimon gammon of course um but you know that while that aspect was entertaining you know the whole like core aspect that he
1: I I got to ask a question so you say it's clockwise is he just a giant clock
0: I mean, Clockmon was like a season one Digimon. So I guarantee you've seen him. Okay. He, he's like the giant clock. The clock has like a face and stuff, and there's like almost like a puppet scarecrow sticking out of the top and they're carrying a hammer. Okay. I, I, he's, he's like a season one Mon. You've okay. seen him. Yeah. I
1: didn't know because all I could picture was some weird time wizard with a beard going, ooh, ooh I'm <laughs> still your time.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I guarantee you've seen Clockmon. He, he is a season one Mon. He's a champion level Digimon from season one. Um, but I mean, while that aspect was kind of entertaining, I mean it was, um, you know, like, you know, basically some you know, the Digimon Stone Cold like murdering people almost, basically murdering them. Um, you know, there's kind of like a tease of like where our pro tags, uh his name's Hero, where hit where Hero's father is. Uh, Because, you know, like there it kind of shows where he went into like Hero's, you know, his his father's office. And after something happened, his father's gone. You see like a watch on the ground. The watch is the Digivice. But Hero doesn't know that. And he's like, where's my dad? His dad has vanished. And then when he gets the Digivice later, his dad just kind of appears before him as a hologram. He's like, hey, man, this is the digital world. Isn't it cool? Because there's like, you know, the Hero's in his room, in his dorm room. And there's like grass everywhere. And it's like digital grass. And Hero's like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) An actual response would have been, you prick. (laughs) Yeah. basically and his dad's like oh yeah the digital world's so cool isn't it and it's like oh hey here's gammon he's gonna be your little brother take care of him (laughs) and then you you got this shitty little this shit little head digimon come up he's like yeah i'm your brother protect me i mean there were aspects about it that you know it's like okay you know it's just trademark digimon stuff right yeah uh, but the, but the horror aspect, I'm curious how much it's going to f- evolve from there. Cause that is how the show is teased in its description is horror genre. So, I mean, it was okay. It just didn't horribly, it didn't brutally stick with me. I mean, I'll, I'll try episode two. We'll see how it goes, but I'm not like in love with it. And I kind of feel the same way with move law of alternative. This is one where I was like, okay, it could be good. And it still could be. I I, I don't know. I you know I, I did kind of read a little bit more about this series, or it's like because I know you mentioned to me that there's a lot more about it. Whatever, a lot more series, and there is apparently. I, I think it actually this all comes from a video game series. Actually, yes. Yeah, I, I did read that. It all comes from like a video game series, uh, books or whatever. Blah blah. Um, you know, so with this first episode, I will say I will you know give some credit to this episode. If you're like me and you go into Move Love Alternative completely blind with no backstory, no idea what's going to happen or anything, no idea, I guess, the world or anything, whatever, you may be in for a treat because I, I feel like I kind of was because, like, the first half of the episode, I will say, was boring as fuck. I was, like, it was boring to the point where I'm barely paying attention. I'm playing on my phone a little bit, kind of looking up. I was bored shitless. Um, but once the, you know, once they're called the beta, but, but giant, like, alien-looking Weird creatures, whatever. yeah you know, it's basically invaded the whole planet and almost wiped out all of humanity. Once they begin to invade uh, this area in Japan that they're in, to try to create a new, another nest, another nest for them. So they can just keep creating, creating whatever, and doing their thing and take over the world. You know, it's like, you know, they're all gearing up for battle, getting in their mechs and stuff. And I'm like, okay, let's see some action. Let's see what the show can bring to it, bring for us in the action category. All right, let's get it. I mean, it was all right. It was kind of going, you know, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, this is all right, I guess. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, And then all, all shit broke loose. And that's where I got kind of caught off guard because this is episode one. Naturally, you were just going to think, okay, yeah, they're going to drive off this army. No big deal. You're going to get to see some really cool action. Maybe get like a teaser of like, oh, more shits to come. Maybe someone gets hurt or killed or whatever, blah, blah. No, basically everyone fucking dies. Like everyone fucking dies except for like one, one, one chick. And there's a single survivor. And it's like the whole episode as it's continued to go, I'm like, oh, surely not. Surely, I mean, these people are, they're going to be okay, right? You know, nope, nope, no, no one, no one ends up okay. So as, as things kind of go on, like there's one like male character mm-hmm. who I presumed was going to be like one, like one of our protagonists. That's who I presumed he was going to be. Uh, sure. No, I thought he was going to be fine. Nope. He dies brutally. Fucking brutally. Like, I, I legit thought that he was going to be one of our protagonists along with like this purple uh, purple haired girl that I don't know her name. Again, this sh- episode did not really stick with me horribly, so I don't really keep track of their names here. Um, he uh, is fighting off one of the, one of the giant ones. I forgot their name, like a Fort Class. I think, yeah, Fort Class is what they called them. Uh, fighting off one of them and, you know, they like they shot the joints and stuff and they more or less kill it. And he's already kind of damaged a little bit, like his mech's damage and stuff. He's kind of hurt and it falls on him like you know the the giant yeah. four it just falls on him up against the wall think of like attack on titan walls like they have these walls protecting the inner city and stuff and kind of crush him everyone presumes he's dead they're calling his number a6 a6 are you there are you there you know he's not responding you know then a few minutes later it shoots to him within the mech you know and he's really hurt and damaged and he can hear like the broken up radio signal of them calling for him and stuff and someone's like hey non he's not responding he's dead move on and he's just like he's trying to respond it's not working and then you see like the the mech kind of like open start to open up a little bit you see light it's like oh maybe someone's saving him you know okay cool he's gonna be saved nope what happens like the blood from the fort class i guess kind of seeped through and the blood's like acid so he just basically got acid poured on top of him and it fucking kills him cool and like you even get a shot of his arm where like you see like part of his arm just like got you know just like a chunk out of it i'm just like what the fuck is happening in this show and then as every the rest of the episode same thing everyone start dying everyone like random civilians you know you see soldiers trying to fight off these things as they're invading like the main city you have a bunch of civilians all inside of a a really strong fortified bunker you know you see a fucking soldier get his head ripped off and i'm like oh god okay you know you see all the civilians in there they're beating on the door and it's just like someone's gonna come save them right like Surely, I mean, that's what would normally make sense. No, they break the door and they murder every civilian in there brutally.
1: And I'm like, oh, my God. This is how the series <laughs> gets you. It starts off boring, like, yeah, they're never going to see it coming. They're never going to see it
0: coming. <laughs> and then it all went downhill. I mean, like the second half brought me back in, all right, where the second half brought me back into the point. It's like, okay let's watch let's watch episode two let's see what happens from here because i this is wild to me all right like you see like the captain she tries fighting them off whatever she you know the purple haired girl you know you know she gets dismissed you know from from her active duty per captain this is the captain's way of saying hey Fucking get out of here and live. They are overrunning this. They are overrunning Japan. Japan is literally about to fall. You know, you see the captain with one arm left in her mech just kind of fighting them all off. Then she just gets overrun by a giant fucking army of them. dude This episode really brought the like feeling of despair in that second half. So I will give it massive credit for that. And I will watch episode two. But other than that, that first half bored the shit, bored the absolute hell out of me. And Uh, overall, nothing extremely stuck with me except for the despair feeling. So I'll give them massive credit for that. Big credit on that end. Um, Where do we want to go from here? I don't care. You pick.
1: All right. Let's roll with 86. 86. So 86, yeah. It's a whole fun thing. Still continuing our split uh, narratives. Start with... uh, major waifu who's now been demoted to captain waifu still a waifu though yep um she's now just walks on it walks over everybody pretty much cold-blooded uh didn't explain the whole streak in her hair but she now has a red streak in her hair she wears a black uniform at all times yep she uses her uh, role as being the top handler to more or less the lieutenant who was being a dick last season. More or less off. tell him to go go f yourself. I'm your top handler. You're gonna let me do what I want. If you want your damn promotion, fuck off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and keep in mind that's her uncle. That's her uncle, and I fucking loved that line because he's sitting there bitching about her about all the shit that she's been doing and stuff. You know <laughs> where it's like you know basically helping the eighty six whatever, and she says the the line because he's just like you're just a captain, know your place, and she's like are you sure you want me to know my place on the top handler? You know, results kind of reflect if you're going to get a promotion. You know, if my, my kill count goes down, could hurt you, couldn't it? <laughs> and he's just like, God. I was just like, damn, let's go Lena. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, so in the time that's apparently taken place from the ending of the first season, Lena's apparently just gone full ape shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, just really just kind of cold-blooded. And when it comes to the streak in her hair, it will explain it, uh, and it already referenced it in this episode, and I've already mentioned it on this show before. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say it. It, it, it represents her nickname, the Bloodstained Queen. Is you know that's why uh, you know her new. Uh, captain uh, which i i think did did they say the captain's name i know it's cyclops but did they say that i don't remember
1: yeah they said it was cyclops and even said her actual name at one point okay. when they're having the debrief
0: yeah well that's why cyclops kept calling her my queen or queen or whatever i mean that's just, that's what her nickname has become is Bloodstained queen and the red streak is just to represent um uh, the lost members of the 86 that's all it's meant to represent. I mean, I've said that before on the show, so I don't feel terrible saying that because uh, I have said that in the past. But uh, but yeah, I hadn't referenced that yet. Um, <clears throat> it, once we kind of get through with the first split perspective, whatever, showing the stuff where kind of Lena's at and stuff, you get a little introduction to Cyclops and her squad. And uh, when it comes to Cyclops and her squad, you'll get a couple more introductions to come, but I feel like this was kind of the main part. Because from here, we're going to really focus over to Shin and his crew, where you do get to see that Shin and his crew did survive, uh, where it does kind of kick off with, um, you know, having Shin almost have like a dream sequence of his brother, which I thought was very well done, you know, where his brother's just like, hey, you need to go on without me now, you know, because Shin uh, it was kind of the impression that he was, you know, dead. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I thought this shot was very well done. And then, you know, when he just wakes up in a completely white room, like, where the fuck am I? Um, you know, that's when you kind of get introduced to a couple other characters that, you know, are just like, oh, shit, you know, hey, you're alive, whatever. Yeah, you know, that's when you finally get introduced to Ernest, Ernest Um, mm-hmm. uh, He does show off that everyone else is alive. They're all kind of behind the glass, you know, kind of just all vibing, all worried about Shin, all kind of threatening Shin. You better not fucking do that again.
1: One thing about Ernest is he's just an old guy. Yep. Who's apparently the president of the fantasy of Geo. Is that how you say
0: it? Jihad. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Jihad King, Jihad uh, Empire. Okay. Uh, that's that's me making an assumption.
1: And he's just sort of rolls in. Everyone's telling him no. He walks in. He's like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Oh, it's sort of rude. Just flips off as of suit. as like, stop.
0: <laughs> hey, how's it going, dude? Yeah, uh, Ernest is cool, dude. Ernest is a chill, chill dude. Uh, that was kind of what we saw throughout the whole episode, Is that he was just a really chill guy.
1: Other than when he was talking to his generals, and he apparently has a weird fetish for... An ideal country.
0: That's true. That's true. He, he really wants to deliver the idea that their country is just completely perfect in every way. And as the episode kind of went on and like, you know, he's riding with the remaining members of the spearhead and they're kind of just going through the city. You know, you see how normal it looks, you know, especially compared to what we just came from. You know, it, yeah. it just looks very normal. It looks like something that we're used to, you know, IRL. Um you know, you also get to see the little tease of where everyone is just like trying to fight for the 86. It's like the 86 was done wrong, whatever, whatever. Fuck them, you know, because they, their story is reaching out to the public it is, you know, about what happened to the spearhead squadron. That's why you saw that little rally in the background, which, you know, nice little touch. Um, Ernest then does adopt everyone. You know, he brings them home. So, oh, you're all going to be my children now. Welcome home. And you get introduced to uh, Frederica, very, very going to be a very entertaining character. I'm a big fan of Frederica.
1: It is sort of entertaining. One thing I didn't like about this episode was the whole uh, dream sequence with Shin was sort of a nice little passing of, I feel like, personality. Because you definitely see a different personality in Shin now after uh, all yeah, that. Yeah. Especially when he meets Frederica for the first time and she's just like, are you messing with me? Yeah. <laughs> and then when even when they're in the little <laughs> um, room talking and everything and Ernest is explaining things, she comes over there and starts going on all high and... Well, I like the first, when they first enter the door, she's got a spotlight and a desk set yes. up at the front door yes. to act all menacing, lord, lording <laughs> and menacing to them about calling them peasants and all stuff. She's at this high standard and she does it again when they're in just a, di- a tea room or something and saying how they all need to love her because they're new little sister. And Shin just grabs her. Yeah. <laughs> and and starts- just starts messing with her hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so, and, and you're right. That is, you know, that's a good way to uh, talk, you know, reference it is that it's like, a, it's like a passing inter- and personality. It really was from his brother to him. Uh, cause you, and, cause you just really start to, you start in one single episode, you saw almost like a completely different Shin. Yes. And it's going to continue to grow, which is going to be awesome to, uh, to watch as time goes on. Um, you know the episode. Uh, you know the episode had one really nice tease involving Frederica, where Frederica is referenced as the Empress. So that was a very nice tease there for some info to come. And then Ernest does give Shin uh, his brother's ju- uh, Juggernaut crest, which was in, ended up being recovered. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the episode ended, I believe. Right.
1: Yes, and the only other best thing is in the opening. Apparently, Fido's going to come back to life. Bingo. Bingo. Looking forward to that. Because it was just the best thing for the opening. The opening was good overall, but the loved best thing it. I got it from was with Fido, with Frederico, on top of him. was like,
0: Fido! My friend, you're back! <laughs> yeah, dude. First off, I do want to say that opening is fire. I, I really enjoy that, because when it comes to season one of 86, it was absolutely flawless to me, except for the opening. I thought the opening was dog shit. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated the opening in 86 season one, but every other song they had was fantastic. Yes. I loved both the endings, and I loved the song... That was played in like episode two in the the fight versus the shepherd. I can't remember the name now. Uh, But both all those songs were fantastic. The opening was was crap. I wasn't a fan. But this opening is great. I love the animation throughout the opening as well. I love the transitioning animation of the spearhead where it's like as it's closing on their eyes, whatever. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. I will say the opening, um, man, it does so much like incredible foreshadowing. I am so here for this season, dude. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. And if I remember correctly, could be wrong, I think the season will actually be uh, 12 episodes. It won't be 11. I think it will be 12 this time. Okay. Yeah, because last time was 11 with the 12th being a recap. This one will actually be 12. Gotcha. So, man, love 86. If you have not watched it yet, please go do so. Um, Where do we want to go from here, bud? You want to go over to your musical anime?
1: Sure. All right. I don't know why you did it like that, but okay. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know we were going high society, <laughs> but, um, no, the series we're referencing is talk top, top destiny that started this week, Yep. which is a series. I, I it's sort of, I guess it's post-apocalyptic esque because apparently it starts off with a whole recap of the world. It's just like a bunch of glowing stones fell from the earth. It had power. We studied it. Then more stones came from the earth with a bunch of aliens that fucked us up. Um, and yeah, the aliens sort of just fucked everything up, and on the brink of destruction, Musearts appeared. Which it doesn't fully—it's throughout this first episode, it doesn't fully explain what the heck Musearts are, other than I guess people or android-esque people. Right? Who yeah, can, I was the same thing. Who are able to fight the aliens, which are called D two at the time being. Yep. At this point, don't know if there's any other. Well, I guess there is one other classification because. Um uh, towards the end, they fight something else, which they call like a chrysalis or something. I don't remember. I didn't write it down in the notes you asked for. I just remember it was like some weird bug thing. Yeah, um, Yeah. so we get introduced to a world where people are sort of apoco, just living in small little community towns, and music is banned. Rip. It's just completely banned because... It's a sad world. Yeah, because the D2 are apparently... Very sensitive to sound, and that's why they destroyed everything. But very specifically, music. Yep. Because it's too good for them, and because it starts over the whole sequence of some kid finding a piano, just which I thought that was very interesting shot of just that piano underneath that. um, I guess I don't really, but uh, building pretty much, and it's just roped off. And I just like that on the side was play me someday. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I saw that too.
1: Um. So yeah, we get introduced to our MC tacked, talked and Talked I don't know. I don't know. Talked. Tact. Um plays piano, calls a D two, blonde chick shows up. Yep. Rex <laughs> just punches it right in the face. You know, when it she just punched in the face, I was like, Why do you need to transform? It looks like you can one v one this thing.
0: Right, yeah. And I also want to point out when it comes to the transforming, like what, like, how much was it actually explained in this episode about how powers work? Cause like I was very confused by that. Cause like his like his arm gets sacrificed and she gets like all like, you know, she turns in like has like a rose outfit almost whatever. It's yeah, just it, like, okay. It
1: didn't really explain. The only thing I really referenced which I didn't even explain it was that he shares his life force of some sort with her. Corset. Be, yeah. With corset. Yeah. And, um, Whenever she transforms to allow her to fight. And she also uses a lot of nutrients and energy whenever she fights. So they have some sort of link whenever they do that. Yeah. But it doesn't fully address what exactly all that entails.
0: And when it comes to the link, I, guess, I feel like some other ways to kind of think about that link where you can kind of understand what we're talking about is maybe think of like something like uh, like a Soul Eater type of situation.
1: Or I would reference it more in this case like a Fate Stay Night.
0: Now that one I don't know, so let's go with what he said.
1: Yeah, because more or less how it's been uh at least at this time I think it's sort of almost like him being a uh, summoner and her being um I forget what they're called at the moment. Um She's the just summon, the one that kicks yeah. ass. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And it's a whole thing he loses his arm, she gains a he gains a conductor's wand. It uh, says,
0: Let the show begin. Yes.
1: <laughs> and then she grants a sword that can turn into a rail gun.
0: Which is really cool.
1: Yes. (laughs) And the characters themselves, Tog cares nothing about anything but music. He wants to play and hear music. Everything else can go die.
0: Basically. That's literally
1: (laughs) his whole motivations. Uh, Corsett's motivation is just to acquire nutrients and I guess kill the D2. Because throughout this entire episode, if she wasn't fighting, she was eating sweets.
0: (laughs) Yes, which I thought was absolutely hysterical.
1: (laughs) And then we have our third character, Anne, who's their big sister who neither of them even bother listening to basically. She, she just drives the vehicle and tries to keep on track. And the two of them are just sort of just, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Which was a very entertaining, um, aspect between the three of them. Cause I did enjoy when it first showed Corzette eating. It's just like, that's all the snacks they had. Corzette. And she only has one box and looks down into the back seat, And there's like 10 boxes already down there. <laughs> she's a freaking human dumpster
0: <laughs> yes yes
1: um but overall it was good i enjoyed the music and everything
0: which we were hoping we would
1: yes it was all classical music and everything um which i've enjoyed and went on and all of it was done used very well for the fights and everything um but overall it was a good opening episode just introducing us to the characters sort of the world it is sort of interesting that it is a taking place in the west yeah so I'm curious how that's gonna go, where that's gonna lead to, and their whole goal right at the moment is to get to New York to join the Symphonia. Uh, Sim- yeah, Symphonia too, yeah, which I guess is a big headquarters for music Arts Yeah, or something
0: didn't really kind of didn't really go into that too much. Uh, I will say one. Uh, I want to shout out one thing from this episode that I absolutely loved was. Um, whenever they were all in the gas station restaurant whatever and corset you know detected some d2s off in the distance Mm -hmm. and uh you know uh talks just like all right whatever go you know gives her the power and she just busts out the building and honestly no Corset, you you gotta stop breaking windows come back and then it's like when she ends up going to or whatever corset just like completely got her ass kicked whatever they go back to the restaurant and then corset gives a breakdown of what happened (laughs) little animation (laughs) yes it's like little it's like old school like cartoon animation you would see like back in like the 50s or something something explaining step by step of what happened. And she's like, and then I realized there was too many and there was no hope. <laughs> I really enjoyed that part. That part really made me laugh.
1: Yeah. The character interactions were done very good. Cause like you were saying in that diner scene and just him going, so if we kill him, I can play this jukebox corset. Yeah. She's done eating. She's already go and just, and it's just, you see Anne's eyes go, no, <laughs> Because she knew exactly what was about to happen.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Uh, I mean, you're right, though. It was an absolutely phenomenal opening episode, I thought. Um, I I personally really enjoyed it. I feel like I enjoyed it more than I thought I was. You know, Mm -hmm. going into this, I was just like, okay... Madhouse Mappa. Let's see what they got going on. It's going to be beautifully animated. It's a music anime, so it's going to have a banger soundtrack, and that's kind of what brought me in. But uh, the interactions was by far my favorite part. Corset is fantastic. I love Corset. Because <laughs> like, she's got like such, like a, almost like a dull android personality. Yes. And just the shit that she does, Like like when she explained how she got her ass kicked, absolutely killed me. I thought that was hysterical.
1: I did enjoy the end when ever they're driving away after f- finishing off the D2 and that sort of oil refinery place. And she's just in the backseat with the donuts. Like who would put a hole here in this travesty <laughs> of removing nutrients?
0: Right. Yeah. The donut hole. Yeah. That was fantastic, dude. Overall, very good. First episode that we definitely recommend. I think both of us can say we recommend giving it a watch. I don't know the episode count on it though. I'd have to go check on that. Yeah, I, don't, I would I don't, have to check on it too. I don't remember. Uh, I guess I can go over to Platinum Man. You didn't get a chance to watch this. Um, so I'll talk about Platinum Man, then we're going to get to some of our rocks with Dragon Quest and the finale for Eden Zero. Platinum Man Episode One. This is one that I had a lot of high hopes for coming into. Okay, this is from the creators of Death Note. Not Tokyo Ghoul. I said on Animan Plus episode one, I accidentally said Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, did you? Yeah, my fault. Whatever. Terrible show. That's what happens. Um, but yeah, these, Wrong show. Yeah, wrong show. Um, <laughs> I, I channel that energy across all shows, though. Let's, let's go ahead and just settle that now. Um, but yeah, uh, by the creators of Death Note. And man, this first episode delivered in a lot of ways. Like I'm immediately hooked. I am so ready for the next 23 episodes, because this will be a 24-episode banger. And this is going to be an absolute banger throughout this entire season, no doubt. So basically the way it sets up is it sets up with our main character uh, Mira, where uh, um, Mirai, Mirai, where it just kind of shows how, like, how he just kind of hates his life. Like It it really delivers that point very quickly, you know, where everyone else is like, like, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do this. You know, at our spring break, whatever, it's like, yeah. let's go do all these awesome things. And he's just kind of sitting there alone by himself. And you see a shot of him in the gas station where he's like about to steal like a honey bun or something. And he's just like, he puts it back kind of leaves whatever uh and then the first time this character talks uh I do want to give a very special shout out to the first time that I ever read Undead Unluck and reviewed it here on this show and and the very first lines of Undead Unluck reminded me of a good friend of ours, Diaz same thing happened here this guy goes up on top of a (laughs) building yes I know exactly (laughs) what you're about to say he just stands on the edge of a building he says all right time to die <laughs> i'm just like oh my god it's like the ds thing all over again with the first page of uh, undead and luck where she finishes among she's like oh that was fantastic now it's time to kill myself and i was just like okay that escalated very quickly
1: and just for reference our our buddy diaz who's been on animan he was on animan 50 he likes to joke whenever he walks into an awkward situation where we're doing something stupid he just to get out of it he's just like I guess I'll just kill myself after seeing this travesty.
0: Yeah, basically. Uh, so anyway, you know, he, he he gets up there. He's just like, "Well, time to die." And uh, he talks about how, like, he just wanted to be happy and just, like, how his life is miserable and, like, his life's not going to go anywhere, or get any better, and he ends up jumping. Uh, you do hear the sound of, like, what would have been him hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, okay, does he die and come back sort of situation because we know angels and gods are involved, whatever, just from the general, you know, you know synopsis of the show. Um, so even though they do imitate, like, yeah, he hit the ground goes black. You hear the sound. Next thing you know, he kind of wakes up and he's just flying in the air and angels holding him. You know, where she's like, you know, and he's assuming he's dead. He's like, oh, it's an angel. Ah, well, I guess I'm going to heaven. That's good, I guess. I mean, that's cool. Got, at least I got something going for me. And then she's like, oh, no, you're not dead. Here, look down. And he's like, you know, she's kind of float, you know, carrying him around and stuff. He looks in reflection and he's just floating, can't see the angel. He's like, is this reality? What the hell is happening right now? Am I on like a bad acid trip or something? And, uh, you know, she kind of brings in a land, starts talking to him, whatever. She's like, I mean, you said you wanted to be happy. He's like, no, I didn't say that. She's like, no, you definitely said that you said you wanted to be happy. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm your, I'm your angel. I'm here to, you know, make your life better. I'm here to, you know, grant you happiness, whatever, give you hope to live. And, you know, and he kind of, you know, kind of goes into his backstory where you know, he was raised by his like aunt and uncle, uh, you know, Uncle, uncle by marriage. It's it's actual aunt though, and uh, how they were just like horrible to him. Like think of like Harry Potter level kind of horrible mm-hmm. with you know, the people that raised him, but like times ten. Gotcha. Like they're just horrible to him, and you know, you know, he gets beat up by their kids and stuff, and they don't do anything about it. He lives in a fucking closet. Think of Harry Potter here. Uh, you know, he gets like you know the the step uncle whatever. Uh, you know, you know, puts out a cigarette on his arm and stuff. Like it shows that his life's miserable. It talks about how, you know. Um, You know, his parents died when he was young and that's when he got stuck in the situations like where he was raised by them and his life's miserable, whatever, you know, and she basically kind of, you know, the angel kind of grants him like, you know, here, I can give you one of two things. This is the hope that I can give you. I can either give you angel wings or I can give you this red arrow that makes someone instantly completely fall in love with you when you shoot them with it. You know, because he's just like, you know, I just want to be, you know, I want to have, I, I don't, he's like, I don't have family, I don't have friends, I'm all alone, whatever.
1: It honestly, to me, just sounds like the angel came down because they lost Cupid and they were needing a new Cupid.
0: Maybe. They, they need a new something. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um. So, you know, him just being like, you know, still thinking this whole thing is just kind of bullshit. He's just like, give me both. And she's just like, Okay. And he's, he's like, wait, I can get both. He's like, she's like, yeah, I was just going by the script, but yeah, you can get both. I'm here to bring you hope. So yeah, if you want both, you can have both. So she gives him the wings. She gives him the arrow and how, you know, how it shows is like a, like a red circle like around his neck, you know, red circles around his hand, whatever, mm-hmm. but other people can't see it. And it just summons as needed. And she's like, here, try to fly. He's just like, you know, he's like, i trying to fly. He was like, what do I say? It's like, you know, wings come forth. And it's like giant wings sprout of his back. He's like, holy crap, these are massive. And she's like, oh, don't worry. They don't hit anything. And you can fly faster than anyone. You can pretty much steal anything you want. You know, no one's going to stop you. No one can see you of how fast you are. And he makes a point out where he's just like, you know, with you sitting here telling me that I can like steal anything I want, it's like, it doesn't really sound like something an angel would say. It almost sounds like a devil. She's like, oh, silly devils don't exist. Devils are only in people's hearts. It's like, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but all right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Because she also talks about how, like, the Red Arrow, like, when when someone basically completely falls in love with them, they'll pretty much do whatever you want. It's almost like mind control. Mm -hmm. And that's where he's just like, I mean, you're telling me I can mind control people. You're telling me I can fly so fast. I can steal whatever I want. It's kind of fucked up, but okay, I'm going to go with it. You know, and he ends up flying, whatever, and just getting to experience flight. Shout out to a very beautiful shot of where he comes up on top of a tower, uh, like almost like an Eiffel tower type type of, you know, thin one, whatever. Uh, And, you know, his wings are out, whatever. And just a shot of like the night city, beautiful shot wallpaper worthy hundred percent looks fantastic um you know and he's just like you know and throughout this flight he's like kind of like opening back up for life where he's just like okay you know this like he starts crying while flying he's like why am I crying right now Like, he's like almost like trying to get some hope to live again where it's like kind of getting there you know once the flight's kind of done he's just you know you know she's like oh wasn't it great wasn't it great he's like and she's like wasn't it amazing he's like Yeah, it was pretty cool, (laughs) basically, you know, because I mean, he's horribly depressed. He don't want to just openly open. Oh, yeah, that was the best thing ever. You know, you know, he's still fighting through his emotions. And he starts talking about his life again with his family and stuff. And she is stone cold, just hits him with it straight fucking face. It's like, oh, I mean, your parents, you know, your parents and your little brother, they were murdered by your aunt and uncle. He's like, what? It's like, yeah, they murdered him. It's like, no, they didn't. It's like, I've been watching you for a long time. You're right. Yeah, they murdered your family. It's like, I don't believe you. He's like, oh, I mean, if you don't believe me, you have the red arrow. Go use it on one of them. They'll tell you, you know, because, you know, in my, they fall yeah. in love with you. You can just hit them with that. They'll fall in love with you and, you know, just ask them. And he's just like, no, they didn't say like, I, I, they, they stone cold. They murdered your parents. Like, that's what happened. So he goes back home. The auntie's there. She's being a massive bitch. He uh, he shoots her with the arrow and you know, you know, keep in mind this is his actual aunt. This was like his, uh, his this was his dad's sister. Yeah. So this is his actual aunt. Like you know, when when we say like w- you know they'll fall in love with you, no stone cold. That's what happens because like she gets up on him. She's like you know for what you know my husband whatever. You yeah, like it's like she's about to fuck him. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> all right. So they weren't kidding about the in love part. And he stone cold asks her. He's like, did you and what's his face murder? my parents. And she's like, starts freaking out. She's like, I didn't want to, he pressured me into it and stuff. So then he starts having a mental breakdown that the whole thing's true. This fat fuck comes out and he's just like, Oh God, why is everyone yelling? Shut the fuck up. And you know, that's when she's like, starts trying to beat him up about, about the situation. Like, so, yeah, it's all his fault. He did it. He's like, stop fucking saying this. You don't say it to the boy, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the angel, which still haven't got her name yet. Uh, the angel talks, you know, said that, you know, what happened was, you know, and, and I actually know it's the aunt. I apologize. It was the aunt was saying that they, the whole thing was set up because if they would have murdered his parents, they would have got a huge insurance sum of money is what happened. So then he starts then Mira basically gets fucking pissed where he's like, they did this whole thing for money. And he's sitting there thinking to himself, he's like, he's like, you two should have died. You two should have died. It's like, not, not my parents. You two should have died. And because of the whole in love thing, you know, she's like, she will do anything for him. She's madly in love with him. She fucking, the aunt stabs herself in the throat and kills herself because and the, and the way that the angel explained it is like if someone has done something where death is like an appropriate response i mean mm-hmm. y- if you tell them you should die they'll they'll go kill themselves for you because of how much they're in love with you and then he just kind of starts it plays through his head like the events that's taking place and stuff with his parents where you get to see the last moments where he's a kid and his parents were getting in the car there with his little brother and stuff. And, you know, they start the car and the car explodes. Cause that's what they happened. They rigged yeah. the car to murder them just to get insurance money. Um, and then, you know, once he kind of like figures out this whole situation with his parents and he's remembering like some like locked away core memories of his mom where his mom is like talking to him like hey make sure to try to live a good life you know be happy you know follow happiness pursue happiness he starts remembering that it's just like my family's gone and I've basically sat in a pit of despair and depression my entire life and I haven't moved on. I haven't tried to pursue happiness. And at that moment, he's just like, I want to live. I want to live. I want to be happy. I want to try to pursue happiness. And then that, you know that's when the angel's just like you know all right I'm I'm your guardian angel let's get it you know we're gonna we're gonna you know be happy together fast forward a few days he's not doing anything different you know he's still poor as fuck and he's just like yeah I know I can go like rob people and get away with it whatever but that that's not gonna bring me happiness because at the end of the day I'm I'm stealing that's a bad thing to do uh, and that's when she drops the bombshell on him that she forgot about she's like oh yeah I forgot to tell you this I was too focused on trying to make you happy. Uh, yeah, we're trying to find a new God and you're one of the candidates. So that's, yeah, that's where it kind of gives you like some future diary kind of vibes there. Yeah. Uh, where there's, she talked about how there's 13 candidates on earth that are also set up to be God. And it's basically kind of, it's just more or less like a competition of some sort. I'm forgetting my fault uh for who's going to be the next god so she's like these other people they also have guardian angels so you're going to encounter them at some point at this moment she also introduces him to the white arrow which can basically insta kill someone but it's a peaceful death they don't like brutally die it's just like someone peacefully passing but it's 100 accuracy 100 kill right like it's if you get hit with it you're going to die period but it's a peaceful death you know and then you get uh, some brief teases of a couple other people who have like angels and stuff. One of them gets hit with a white arrow because he even points out, oh shit, you have a white arrow and he gets shot. It's like a dude in like mech armor or something <laughs> like, like some sort of like kick ass armor breaks into a car where this guy's with a bunch of with a bunch of chicks. He's like, oh fuck, that's a white arrow and gets shot and killed. So you're already getting a setup up for another, I guess, antagonist to come or whatever, one of the other candidates and the episode kind of comes to a close there. I thought this episode was very well done because I, I loved the approach with, with how, how much mental health was a focus for this episode yeah i love that like i'm immediately hooked on this and i'm so curious of what's going to come because even the, like you hear like the protag talking where it's just like you know i have you know at that moment i had no idea what i was going to get myself into whatever of the of the outrageous battles to come is the way that he put it but i mean i thought this episode was phenomenal i thought it was a great first episode Gave you a lot of introduction to a lot of different things. Love our angel. I'm drawing a blank on her name right now, and that's killing me. I think it starts with an N. I feel terrible that I'm forgetting it. Um, But I, I love her. She is absolutely just like her personality is hilarious to me because it's just like how overly positive and just like a positive blunt she is. Love that. Uh, this is definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it whenever you get a chance to sit down and watch okay.
1: it. Okay. I mean, I figured it would be good because it is about the definite creator. I always knew that when it was still uh, a serializa- serialization, it, a lot of people were hyping it up and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I guess we can go over to your meme. You want to go over to your meme, or do we want to wrap up Eden Zero officially?
1: I mean, I can do one of my memes. All
0: right, I'll try. It. Yeah, I keep forgetting it's on the script. You got two memes. Which, what? You pick your meme. Pick I your mean, meme.
1: I'm gonna go with Yasuhime because this one won't take terribly long. Okay. Um, so the one thing that I will give Yasuhime props for is the first episode of the season literally picks off picks up from where the last se- last episode of season one left off with Toa in the rain looking at Setsuna's dead body it just picks up straight well once it gets to the actual episode it picks up from that the first seven minutes of the episode is just a recap of season one is all it is they went <laughs> they decide that it's been long enough that not enough people cared so here's a whole recap of season one of actual main points of season one not all the bullshit filler right Um, Which is most of the season. Yes. So then it just picks up with um, Toa holding the Tetsaga with Shishomaru chilling nearby, just going, Toa, use the blade. If you want to save her, use the blade. (laughs) Shishomaru just chills the entire time. Um,
0: Right, real quick. She was holding which sword? Because the Tetsaga, that's Inuyasha's, right? I can't remember. I think I think Titsaga's so Maybe she was, it is. So she was holding Shoshomaru's. I can't remember yes. the I can't remember the name of it though. Yeah, Shoshomaruz was the one where it could like bring the dead back. Yeah. yeah that's a Shomaru's. I don't remember the name of the blade though. Tetsaga I think is in Yasha's.
1: Oh you're right. Because they're have almost the exact same names. Yeah, they do. Tensega? No, that's not right.
0: No, Tensega might be it. it might doesn't be. sound right. I don't know. You keep going, I'm gonna
1: look it up. Okay. Um But yeah, the whole thing is that the blade's broken because after Shoshomer last used it. It got broken by Zero through bullshit methods. Um, so yeah, a portion of the episode is just Toa trying to use her demon energy to form a demon blade. Use the Tetsaga, or yeah,
0: it is the Tensega.
1: Okay, so the Tetsaga, and just mostly it's her just standing there trying to spirit energy the blade together. You link hundreds of times. Oh lovely. Yeah, just going Setsuna. So the best part of this was my father was visiting me and I don't watch this, so he watched it with me. And he's just, and he even called, Just like, how many times you gotta say her name? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was one portion of the episode was her just sitting there with a sword trying to give it energy, yelling Setsuna the entire episode. Um Moraha. She more or less just sits on the sidelines. Uh-huh. Be- we, well, she's there, just sort of as moral support. Aww. And And um, I forget his name right now, but the old guy who made the Tetsega and the Tetsaga shows up. He always rides around on the three-eyed bull with his hammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He shows up because he felt the Tetsaga was uh, broken, so he's like, who destroyed my blade? Damn it. Gosh, Sh- damn it, kids. Shows up, and he first gets there, and Moraha, <laughs> he gets there with... Um, jockin jockin was riding with him and they both show up and morha's like who are you i'm the guy who made the tetsaga and tetsaga she's like oh you're old man uh totosai that sounds right yeah totosai is like yeah show respect smacks her over the head with a hammer <laughs> then she looks at jockin and says you're just some old demon Jockin smacks her over the head with his staff and Mor- morha was here just for comedy relief
0: well, she is the best girl
1: because she gets smacked by Totosai, then she gets smacked by Jock, and then she says something else stupid, and then uh, Totosai hit her again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she's just there for moral support for the most part. Um, he's chilling there. He's just like, hmm. Totosai is. He says, hmm. She needs a better weapon. Sets noticing Setsuna's naginata is broken, and he just decides. I'm going to make a weapon here. Hey, Moraha, keep all the demons that are going to show up off me. She's like, what? I'm about to make a blade. And she even addresses, is this time for this? Like, I mean, what other time am I going to do it?
0: There's always a good time to make a blade. Yeah. Get your shit together, Moraha.
1: So he sits down, starts making a new blade for the Naginata. And a bunch of demons show up. Moraha and Kira fight off the attempt to fight off the demons which continues the whole aspect of Toa yelling Setsuna, finally being able to do a demon blade and having performance issues still. And finally being able to see the, uh, Netherworld demons that were trying to take Setsuna's soul away. But at the last moment, she cuts the demons, brings Setsuna back to life. And the entire time Shum was just chilling. He's just like, she'll either do it or my daughter's going to die. Um, uh, even when all the demons overrun, um, Moraha he still just chills and everything, and it has a nice little finish of them all surrounding uh, Setsuna and Toa, and just right before it's all over, Totosai sai finishes the blade, windmills at Setsuna, and she just comes out of it, and now she can control explosions. (laughs) What? Yeah, no, like literally, Totosai sai finishes the blade, she's just like, Setsuna! Throws it, she opens her eyes, catches it, and does a nice spinning around and just explosions
0: Jesus Christ this is a Fast and Furious movie
1: yes because it happened and I literally went a new blade allows her to control explosions instead of wind it. okay Whatever, sure that makes sense <laughs> and she wakes up watching like oh I died yes bitch you died <laughs> you got cut in half keep up with it your brain was still there you said I had a whole goodbye montage with Toa Keep your shit together. Um, yeah, then Shoshoma shows emotion and he caught Toa whenever she fell over after using all her demon energy to save Setsuna, sets her next to Setsuna and sort of pieces out. But he shows some emotion because he caught Toa and I immediately re- went, That's bullshit. <laughs> Shishomu would let her ass fall. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone has a moment where Taylor says like, "Hmm, Shoshone was more tolerant now." Oh well. Hey girls, come and visit me when you get a chance. I'll make you some shit. <laughs> and pieces out as well. <laughs> I mean, overall it was okay.
0: Was it better than the first season? That one episode?
1: Uh, possibly.
0: It gives you a little hope. Nope. Okay.
1: Cuz I mean, first season started off solid.
0: Oh. Okay, that's fair. First season did start off really solid and it went downhill. Yeah. What about your other meme?
1: Uh my other meme of Dragon Quest. Episode fifty one,
0: one of the rocks of this show. Oh
1: god. This was the fucking sacrifice episode. For every reason for whatever reason, every goddamn character involved in this episode felt like they had to sacrifice themselves. Like, seriously. Like so Chu and his crew to be able to find out how to get into the Large palace. They sacrifice themselves by going there, finding the entrance. This was the previous episode also, but it was sort of the start-up for this. Uh, to fight off, to find the entrance, then to try and fight off one of the royal knights so they could get the information back to him, okay? Pop, Hunkul, cool, and Crocodine show up, find them. It's like, oh no, they've been beaten up. We need to get them back and save them. Well, in the middle of this, they're just like, hmm, where's the person who was fighting them? And everything. And while that, Hunkle just suddenly goes, Pop, grab them and get them out of here. And Pop's super confused. He's just like, What? Why? Why am I doing this? And he's just like, Just get them out of here. Sends Pop away with Chew and his horde of people. And, uh, know who walks out? Papa Baron. Wait, Papa Barn? Baron. Baron, okay. Yeah, the dragon commander dude. Die's father.
0: Oh, that this fucking dude comes Yeah, out. he
1: strolls out from behind a rock and He just goes, huh, Hunkle, you've gotten better. I thought I was hiding myself. And he's just like, no, we're going to throw down? He's just like, no, I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to fight Adlar. And then it has a whole montage of them going, of Crocodile being like, we have the same goals. We should work together for Die." And for whatever reason, what he says for die, that pisses Baron off and he punches the shit out of Crocodile. <laughs> Poor Crocodile. <laughs> he just punches the shit out of Crocodile and sees a flying, and is just like, how dare you say that? I would never do anything for humans. I may not be your enemy, but I'm still the human's enemy. I'm going to go fight the Dark King Vern myself. And walks off and Hunkel's just like, something's not right about this. Hunco chases out to him. Barn, don't do this. You're just going to sacrifice yourself for die, so he can, so that Fern will be weakened. And Barn's just like, well, if you know that, why are you stopping me? <laughs> and Hunkel has to go on a whole montage of, oh, I can't let that happen. The um, guy he got the dark spear armor from, I forget his name. It was like Lanhard or something like that. Uh, he keeping his promise to him because he said, in his death, he told Hunco, I leave both Barn and. The young master, referencing die to you, so Hunkul feels the need that he can't let either of them sacrifice themselves. So him and Baran proceed to stand off to fight each other. Hunkul to stop him from going and fighting, so he doesn't die, and Baran beating Hunkul so he can continue strolling along to go fight the Var King Varn. Then it goes on a whole bullshit thing of a super counter attack. Hunkul. Really- uh, disguises his entire order just so he can take one hit to be able to do a major counter attack. And it works because the bigger attack they use, the more of an opening they leave. So he can then strike them with an attack. And apparently Barn can't counter this by just hitting him weakly. Cause Barn's so strong that he, even his weakest attack would be a big enough opening for Hunkle to, um, capitalize on. So they have a whole standoff crocodile, barn explains this then crocodile explains
0: this lots of explaining
1: um then there's even a reminiscence uh flashback to when um the fight between hadlar and avon when avon used to fight hadlar (laughs) to really hit home of what this is and then the royal knights show up the pawn and queen show up to interrupt the fight and right as they're hewn cool and barn are about to strike each other the queen jumps in the way to attack them which hugo then turns around takes the hit from the queen to counter and hit her taking off a chunk of her right side and takes the cut from barn at the same time we have a whole thing where he wins queen she's just like damn he was tough but we don't have to worry about him now and then go to random place where barn and crocodile and it's like crocodile barn you saved me what happened to Hunkel? And Hunkel's just there on the ground. He's just like, no, Hunkel. He's not dead, you stupid alligator. But he won't ever fight again. <laughs> um, and Barnes just like, he saved my life. Crocodine. What do I do to repay him? Go back to the town where Die and everyone's just been chilling, healing people up and making plans. And um, Barn and Crocodine roll up And when they're all deciding who's gonna go with Die to infiltrate the castle. And everyone's just like, well, I'll go die. No, I'll go with die. And then Barron shows up and says, I'll roll with die. We <laughs> all
0: roll with die.
1: And everyone and pop freaks out because it's barn and die looks up Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's about it.
0: You have a, such a tortured life with this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you really do. But no, literally, I don't know what was up with the episode. Chew and his crew sacrificed himself. Then Barn had to go sacrifice himself. Then Hunkel sacrificed himself. I was just like, what is this shit?
0: Jesus, dude.
1: The best part of this episode is I finally got my damn new opening.
0: <laughs> oh, is it finally here? It's finally here. Is it good? Yeah, it was a bad. No, it wasn't bad. Well, Was it worth the wait? I mean, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because you've been stuck with the other one. They could have
1: done it a lot sooner, but hey.
0: You know, 50 episodes. Yeah, just 50 episodes. You know, they could have done like 25 episodes sooner or something. But, you know, hey, whatever, here we are. Uh, Well, next up, I guess we'll finish off our Eden Zero talks for now. This is Eden Zero episode 25, the season finale for Eden Zero. Um, Shiki and the Koronai fight kind of came to a close there uh, by using his catching the... So he's trying to dodge rockets the whole time throughout this. Uh, that he cannot destroy.
1: Also, these rockets are bullshit. These rockets are bullshit. I don't know how you would make a rocket that doesn't explode on impact when it's going at that velocity, but somehow these rockets designate... that's not my lock-on target. Don't explode.
0: Yeah, it's it's stupid because he tries like blast them into buildings and stuff, and they just come out fine and everything. And then um, you know he he lands on uh, uh dragoon bot, I think is what she called mm-hmm. it. And uh, you know the rockets are coming. She's like, oh, you fool! The these, those rockets don't damage the bot. He's just like, yeah. But I do, and he points out to a, th- uh, a thing where he like hit it at one point, and he starts using his gravity to catch one rocket after another. They start piling on, and it's just like putting so much force in the bot and just basically completely destroying it.
1: Yeah, he uses rockets to curb Stomper robot.
0: Yeah, exactly, which was pretty dope, honestly, because um, I love the animation bit for you know his ether gear going all over his body, yeah. whatever. Super clean, super. Which clean. was
1: also a nice little. Uh... Reference that I noticed when I saw the entire ether, it outlines actually his form for whenever he goes, um, yeah, that other mode.
0: Yep, exactly. Which I I noticed that too, and I thought that was super clean. uh You know, after that, the fights obviously come to a close, and he brings Corina to uh, Homer as well as everyone else, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna beat the hell out of you now." And then Shiki's like, "Nah, let's let Homer decide what happens to her." And Homer basically doesn't like. She's like, "I don't really hold." Homer's like, hey, I don't have any ill feelings towards you, but please stay out of my life." You know. You know you're you, you know you like yeah you know, do you recognize this and she and the Corna who's her mother's like i don't know what that is and it's like oh, okay so the one piece that we had that connected us you don't remember so that's severed as well that's cool and you know homer is just like i thank you for bringing me into this world other than that stay out of my life basically this you know tells her mother off short and to
1: the point you know this whole thing happened and it was a whole thing of where people were against her like why should she decide and People magically convinced them and then after this whole thing where she goes on a whole thing, I don't care about you and whatnot and sends her off and people are smiling, I was just like this whole thing was happening. I was like, There's at least a couple guys sitting in that group They're just like, This is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, Homer ends up letting her go, but just says, hey, stay out of my life. Don't ever come near me again, whatever. And then as, you know, Kuro is a- a- escaping, she's like, oh, what a-, what a naive daughter, whatever, blah, blah. And then she gets just she's like,
1: whacked in the face. They're straight up baseball bat by, <laughs> yeah. a, by a group of thugs that apparently been living in the planet. Yeah. They're being led by the blonde dude whose face she burned. Yep. And honestly, she got a pretty bad end, and that was pretty dark. It was.
0: It was. It was very dark. It left it on a very dark note of what was going to happen to her. Yeah, because
1: it very much hints that they're just going to beat the living shit out of her and possibly just – because they literally call her that she's going to be their slave.
0: Yeah, so you you can think about what's going to happen there. I mean, dude, it's a dark ending for her, but yeah. she's a bitch, a so fucker. Um, but, uh, I mean – you know that you know we get we get that conclusion, and then when when everyone is back on Eden Zero, they they bring the news to you know Hermit Witch and Sister that hey Valkyrie's dead. Um Sister's just like, why didn't you bring the body back? I could have repaired her. I've could have done this. You know, memories and everything they're backed up on a cloud and stuff. And you know, Witch is pointing out, yeah, but it wouldn't have been Valkyrie. You know. Yeah, you know, she wouldn't have, you know, she wouldn't have remembered those fond feelings with Homer, whatever, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And that's when Shiki, I, I love this moment where it's just like, sister's just like, Shiki, you're the one that makes the final call and everything, whatever, blah, what do we do? And Shiki's like, there was a lot of words said that I don't know what they mean. <laughs> I loved that bit, loved that bit. And then Shiki said, but what I do know is, You know, this is what my grandfather told me once that, you know, bots, they also die like humans, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, you know, she's gone, she's dead, leave it at that. And Homer kind of felt the same thing where it's just like, she's gone, you know, no kind of bringing her back. You know, everyone was trying to basically convince sister at this point that she is gone. Just kind of, we got to move past it. You know, Hermit kind of shows emotion here with this whole situation. And then, you know, Homer stands up and says that she will become Valkyrie part of the four shining stars because this moment hey they're down a star you know yeah. it's just like you know and even wise points out it's like can a human be a one of the shining stars and hermit's like well there's nothing in the rules about it so i guess it's fine it's no, <laughs> no big deal yeah
1: yeah that was a sort of funny moment it's just Wise going can a non-android be a shining star hermit and sir hermit and everyone was moments like well, there's no rule against it. Yes, yeah,
0: so I guess. You know, and then uh, you know, sister takes a leave, which says I'll go talk to you or whatever. And then we have a little moment, it's just like you know, oh, so you're just gonna be called Valkyrie? She's like, oh, that's too much pressure. I don't want to be called Valkyrie. It's like, what about Valkyrie the second? What about Valkyrie Junior? You know, it's just like I think it was wise. that points out it's just like that's not much different because you know? <laughs> they're trying to come up with a new name for. Her. And then you know, Hermits just like you know, just let her be Homer. I mean, she does technically take up the mantle of Valkyrie. That's how it'll be for the rest of the series. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it's just like, eh, she'll just be Homer, period. I also like the shot of uh, Moscow where he's, like, crying. And, and someone's like, "What well, did you think it was going to be you? <laughs> did you think you were going to be with the, the next shining star? I enjoyed that bit. And then easily the best part of this episode was the, the the bit with Sister and Witch. That was a very emotional moment for me. Oh,
1: when they had their moment? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they were up on the, on the like, a viewing uh, deck where, um you know, Valkyrie liked to be there. You could see all the stars and stuff and Witch you know sister was you know you know she's obviously hurting but she's like you know expressing it in like a really frustrated way and when she you know she turns to witch what you see witch crying from underneath her visor and you know which is like I, I really envy hermit just be able to express her emotions whenever and then which is just like you know but it's just the two of us now so why don't we you know why don't we open up here and then sister starts crying and they just have a complete ball fest yeah good way to good way to end it very emotional moment there Um, and then Jesus Christ, holy shit, holy shit. The preview. Oh yeah. For the next season. Yeah. So much spoilers, dude.
1: Yeah. No, like the, it has a whole thing with Xiao Mei that was added in her going, like, going into explanations and stuff and going like, we'll see you again real soon. And it goes next time, like showing a preview and just show shots that are going to happen in the second season. And just like. The shots themselves aren't really spoilers unless you know what it's the context for it. But it shows a lot of stuff that really makes you go, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it I in my opinion, they showed a lot.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely showed oh, a yes, lot. Yes, there
0: was a lot shown in that preview where I was watching. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, 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 they're showing that. Oh,
1: they're showing that, too. I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, it's. They are technically spoiler shots in a way, but without context, there's no, you have no no idea what it's technically spoiling, but it foreshadows a lot for the next season. If you've, if you've watched the episode already at this point. So, yeah, it's a pretty intense season next season. Everything involving Drack and Joe and Eden's.
0: I will say Eden Zero season one. I mean, overall, it was entertaining. I I, I was entertained pretty much almost every episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but season two is going to be a banger.
1: Almost. Oh, oh, it's
0: going to be incredible. Like, you know, season one, the the content that we had, it was just it was really trademark shown and set up. I mean, yeah, that's really what it was. There was nothing that really blew you away. I mean, it was all like, OK, this is good. But season two, though you guys are in for a treat.
1: Yeah. And with all that proves also gives us a good idea of where it's going to start and where it's actually going to end too. with Bingo. everything it showed.
0: Bingo. Um, but uh, good anime talk shout out to Eden zero, a hell of a run, uh, rest in peace to the anime director. Of course, tease and peace to everyone involved with that situation. Uh, looking forward to when Eden 0 is going to come back. And looking forward also to adding Demon Slayer to our lineup here in a few days. You know, it kicks off on Sunday. And there was a couple other series that I was going to check out. I think there was another one that came out today. That's gone That came out today on the 7th. Uh, I'm going to watch that and probably give my thoughts on the first episode next week. Okay, um, We'll see if uh, Move Love and Digimon keep me, though. We'll see.
1: Oh, I do want to shout out uh, Restaurant from Another World. Good series. Good feel-good series. I'm not going to rate it on here because... There's not a whole lot that really happens in it, but good series. Okay, good to know. Uh
0: there are a couple other series that I may watch, you know, like the first episode four and see how it goes. But I still think that we have a hell of a fall season lined up. Yes, most you know, definitely. Between eighty six Demon Slayer, in my opinion, Platinum In. Those three alone. I mean, I think we are really in for a hell of a season. Talk Ok Destiny is gonna be another one, mm-hmm. I think, as well. Um, I'd say my favorite first episode was probably Platinum N. I loved Platinum Man, man. That was, that was really entertaining. I'm going to fight not to read the manga. I really want to, since I, since the manga is over and it ended within like 100 chapters, I would probably assume these 24 episodes will be the More series. More likely. So I want to experience it throughout the series. So I'm really pumped up for that.
1: My favorite first episode would have been episode one of season two of Restaurant from Another World.
0: Okay. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> All right. So let's hop over to manga chat. Uh, do we want to break down P6? Uh, we're an hour and ten in. You know, how are we feeling on that? You want to give a very brief synopsis?
1: Yeah, I'd say brief.
0: Okay. You want to do it or me? I can do it. All right, you do it. All
1: right, so P 6 is a music piano based uh, series. We have a family of geniuses who pull play the piano from their rich father, who's the top of the piano world. Who beats one of his children? Who Oof. performs? Well, actually, I don't know. If <laughs> I, beats that's, we're making an assumption <laughs> on that one. <laughs> he shuns one of his children, yep. who can't play the piano as well as his other siblings. Uh,
0: Stepped up, right. Yes. Yep. Stepped up. Yes.
1: A dumb amount of children. Yep. Um, so they all go be famous pianists with him, their father. He go the one who gets shunned goes with his mother and more or less lives a mediocre life. His mother's in the hospital due to sickness and whatnot. And he gets an opportunity. Having seven
0: kids at one time does that to you?
1: Yeah. Um, Then he gets an opportunity to go to a music school and whatnot. He chooses to take it and everything.
0: With a Muzon-looking motherfucker.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess so, huh?
0: Every time I see him, I'm just like, is this Muzon from Dream and (laughs) Slayer? Who is this guy?
1: (laughs) And he gets accepted because the Muzon-looking dude sees some talent in him, he's able to recreate a scene from reality through his weird playing of music. Yeah. Cause everyone else hears his music going, God, that's awful. Basically. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah.
0: Basically. At this one guy nails on a chalkboard times
1: 10. Yeah. But there's one guy seasons go, That's not normal. Yep. Um, I want that kid. <laughs> 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 and little cause literally in the little, in. um, thing the test thing does where he has to play three pieces, all the other advisors are like, no, kick that kid out. And he's just like, We are getting him. <laughs> this kid needs to be here. And everyone's going, What's wrong with you? But somehow his one word is just like, Yeah, okay, I guess the kid's getting in. Um so yeah, no, we have that whole his life, his mother being in the hospital, whatnot, her having sickness. He finds out his mother's dying. Yep and things like that. So and when it
0: comes to his mother's dying, uh, she was more or less like, I'm not going to say she was, I, what did it actually say that she was in a coma or just sleeping a shit ton?
1: she was more or less sleeping a shit ton because the medication yeah, was on right. okay. was pretty much putting her in a medicated coma
0: okay um, so yeah that's what it was and then she changed her medication uh, for the sole reason to want to talk to Lucky Lucky is our protagonist, yes. the, the shunned kid and that was her whole reason for changing her medication was to talk to Lucky mm-hmm. and meanwhile Lucky doesn't think anything of it at first but you know then he hears the nurses talking about it where it's just like oh I imagine she is in so much pain right now since she changed the medication I mean she has like a year to live and she just changed medication to be awake more cuz she wanted to talk to Lucky. You know, because when it comes to this uh, this entire situation of him being shunned. So basically when it comes to his uh, his successful siblings, the world knows this family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Otogami is the Otogami yeah, fa- okay. family. The Otogami family as sextuplets. Where there's only six of them. Yeah. And the seventh, this lucky he does not exist to the world. Like they only know of the other six. They're not stepped uplets. Everyone else is successful living their best life except for him. And he's been kind of like given up being a pianist because of how bad he is. And, you know, that was kind of why his mother also changed medicines was to tell him, hey, be a pianist. Follow your dreams on that. Um, I mean, three chapters in, it's okay. It's okay. It's not sticking with me. Is it sticking with you at all? Like, I mean, it's okay.
1: I mean, it's not sticking with me at the moment, but I'm still curious where it's going. Maybe we'll get something interesting because at the end of the third chapter, it introduces.
0: Teases one of the brothers.
1: Yeah, it teases one of the other siblings who's come back, who his teacher's more or less, if you want to carry on, you're going to have to face him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's very obviously heavy story focused. Um, mm-hmm. And. I mean, it's all right. It's, it's, it's not sticking with me so far. The
1: only thing I can hope is cause it's doing being so big on imagery. I can't wait to see a Fiesta duel. And they just have two images behind them. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Titans or something.
0: Yes. Yes. That, that, that would actually be pretty cool. Um, but I mean, overall it's, it's okay. I mean, if I had to write the three chapters as a collective that I've read, like a 6.5, maybe. I'd say a 7, yeah. Yeah, 6.5. I'm kind of flirting with the 7, because I thought, I felt like Chapter 1 was overall pretty solid. I mean, you, you do kind of get hit in the feels where you really want to see Lucky succeed because he's so horribly shunned. Yeah, Where, again, there's step uplets but the world only knows him as 6 step, like as if he doesn't exist. So, you know, you want to see him succeed, kind of like a Naruto kind of vibe. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's, it's okay. I mean, I don't know if it's going to last. I mean, we'll see um you know i I could see this one being axed potentially i'm not gonna hammer and say it's gonna be a hit i don't think it's gonna be a hit i will say that but i could be wrong i've been wrong plenty of times before so we'll fucking see i guess yeah all right well we can get into our chapter ratings now uh let's hop over into that finish up the show uh kicking things off with one piece 1027 i'd give this one an eight um next up was My Hero Academia, 328. I would give this one an 8 as well. I'll give it an 8. Black Clover and Dr. Stone, both on breaks this past week. JJK, 161. I'd give it an 8. 7. Okay. Uh, Mission Yozakura Family, Chapter 100. Giving that bad boy a 9. That was a hell of a good chapter. What was this- the EX chapter? Uh, it was just a little, it was a little, just fun chapter. Okay. I mean, yeah, it wasn't anything like over the top. It was a little fun chapter with like this little kid that like Taiyo and Mitsumi kind of like adopted in a way. And it's just a fun, it's just a fun little feel good chapter. I'm just
1: being a f- mother and father.
0: Yeah, basically. It was just a feel good chapter, but chapter 100 was dope because at this point uh, Taiyo is going to talk to uh, Makoto, the leader of that uh, Tempo, uh, Tempo organization. Cause he's, okay. he's currently in custody, but he's trying to, he's going to talk to him. Because of um, the first Yozakura uh, leader is kind of like her spirit's like in Toyo basically, and she basically wants to die. She wants to move on, and <laughs> like and Makoto can help her with that. But kill me, kid. Basically, and, and she tells him, "Hey, you're gonna need to go talk to him." And that was the whole reason why he went through the silver license training because he because of where Makoto's being held as a certain type of criminal, you have to have a certain spy license to go talk to people. Gotcha. But meanwhile, while he's talked to him, have a good time. Um, uh. Uh, the all of the, the this current generation of Yozakura siblings, their father, who isn't who is a bad guy, mind you, comes into the scene, and uh, you know Toya kind of like blasts, you know, kind of jumps back and stuff, whatever. And he starts to say something, and mind you, all the other siblings they're here, but not in this room. They're outside the room, so it has a fucking awesome shot where you know he's trying to like you know fight Toya over there for a second, and then he's just like you know, you know Toya says, "Hey, you know, I've got a lot of things that I would like to ask you as well." But right now, stay out of my way. Because he's trying to talk to Makoto. And when he says that, you get an awesome full-page like full page ending shot of where all the siblings came into the room ready to throw down. And it's so cool. I mean, I'm ready for 101. I love this series, man. Love this series. Undead Unluck, chapter 81. Giving this one a 9 as well, that ending was so fucking cool. Because uh, with the ending, uh, Andy... Got uh, stopped because of Unmove, and he was his powers also got uh, kind of like fucked up with Unchanged as well. So Andy's sitting there looking at, at at Billy, the the antagonist in this certain situation. Andy's just like. Well, I only see one way out of this because he can't move because of of Unmove, obviously. So Andy being undead literally like rips the skin off of himself, like just kind of forcefully pulls back. So you just see like his flat, like his skin, like a skin suit almost like sitting there and you just see flesh Andy like, oh, let's go. This hurts, but let's go. Like good ending, man. Love, love this chapter. I give it a nine. Mashal chapter 80. I give it an eight. Eight sakamoto days 41 9 good chapter <laughs>
1: this chapter was ridiculous it was
0: good though It was so good it was a nine though yeah uh i lose the samurai chapter 34 i give it a seven i'll give it an eight uh Witch watch chapter 32 six yeah five <laughs> it dropped so quick it, i mean the, it, had, so it quick. had
1: its <laughs> moment it's passed and now they're going back to the bullshit
0: yeah basically blue box chapter
1: 23 i'll give it an eight
0: uh i'll give it a seven red hood chapter 13 i give it a six yeah, seven uh, Niru chapter 12. I'll give it a 7.
1: I'll give it a 7 as well.
0: P6, chapter 3. I gave it a 6. I'll give it a 6. Kaiju number 8, chapter 44. Give it an 8.
1: I'll give it an 8.
0: Danadan, Dan, chapter 27. I'm giving that a 9. That really made me laugh. <laughs> Tokyo Revengers, <laughs> 225. I'm going to give that one an 8.
1: Fucking 9.
0: It was a really good chapter. It was. Yeah. Uh, Eden Zero, 162. Give that one an 8.
1: Uh I slightly remember what happens. I'll say a seven.
0: Uh, 2 Two-year eternity, finally at 150. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm
0: tired of these point chapters, man. Uh, but 150, I'm going to give this one an eight.
1: I'll give this a seven.
0: Uh, seven Deli Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Chapter 34. Give that one an eight. So leveling once again on a break because the creator's health, T's and P's. Uh, yeah, but the next chapter should, in fact, be out next week. Uh, week Hero, 158. I give that one an eight really pumped for the next I'll chapter give it a though
1: because i really liked how that set up
0: yeah the setup was pretty dope and lc i just
1: love that last line of wolf going why do you think i locked the door hanging up his glasses love, that was such a cool <laughs> shot dude <laughs> just i was like that was just killer
0: <laughs> yes it was dude i loved it loved it i, I can't wait to see the tag team of, of uh jake and wolf
1: see i see it jake going more of just jake's sort of chilling like what what you do and wolf going Beating people? What you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and lastly, L Seed 132.
1: I'm going to give it a nine.
0: Okay. Favorite chapter of the week?
1: A weak hero. Wolf's Lion fucking was killer. <laughs> uh, that's fair.
0: That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go either Undead and Luck or Mission Year as a Core Family. Both of those were just top-notch this week. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Zach, any last thoughts on anything we talked about? Any of these series that you think people should go watch or anything?
1: Um, I'd say give Togop Destiny to uh, file out a couple episodes and check it out in Tandem86. Go watch that. It's good. It's only going to get better as long as the what I got from Alex and the novels continues. Um, besides that, no. Just like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If... Uh, you like what's going on on YouTube you can hit that subscribe button if you really like what's going on you can hit the notification bell and let you know when any of our podcasts goes up or any of our little short videos as well thank you
0: Yep, and do everything that he said and more, definitely check out 86, uh, talk about Destiny, Platinum End. I I definitely think those are worth a watch. And you know, even if you don't end up liking the series, I definitely think you should watch at least the first episode of Move Love Alternative because I'm not kidding. It really did well at the despair feeling of just like how terrible things went down. Uh, But that's gonna do it from us. Uh, Make sure to tune into all the other podcasts if you'd be so kind, Lighthearted Gamers, Terrible Football Show. We have talking about movies and stuff coming out soon uh yep that's gonna do it uh till next time guys have a good one
1: bye